This is Daryl Wood, host of Run to Win, the Daryl Wood Show on Faith Talk 1500. First, let me say this show's your show. That's why no matter what I discuss or which guest I interview, your input is valued. If it's in the news, on TV, at the movies, whether political, social, economic, whatever, at some point I'm talking about it on Run to Win, the Daryl Wood Show, Monday through Friday, 4 to 6 p.m. on Faith Talk 1500. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss, here on the Bible Talk program. That's right, I come right after that fabulous, that wonderful, that fantastic show, Run to Win with Daryl Wood. What an excellent job he does, and I'm glad to be, uh, let us say, in his shadow right after his program. Uh, and the phone lines are open here at area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air Bible talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. And honey, Sister Moss, if you're listening, I just want to say hello to you. Hopefully she's listening to this broadcast, uh, you know, because she always tells me, tells me either I do good or bad. When I get home, that number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. If you have any questions about the Word of God, they are welcome here. All you've got to do is dial uh, that number, that number again, area code 866-423-9578. And I'm uh, taking callers on the air. Looks like we've got one waiting already. That number to call. Oh, you got something for me before I continue? Okay. Something for Marcus? <laughs> okay, well, I'll, is it up? What you have, is it up already? Oh, yeah. Well, he's playing that because uh, this is what uh, we were into last night with our uh, play, our one-act play, for a few demons more. Appreciate all the people who came. Uh, we celebrate uh, spiritual warfare and, and boost Jesus Christ on that. They had a good turnout, and, uh, and Marcus was there. He enjoyed it as well. Did you like it, Marcus? All right. Well, we appreciate that. Number to call here, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. Be on the air. Bible talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Let's go to Gary in Pontiac, see what's on his mind. Hello, Gary. Uh, yes, Pastor Moss. Uh, uh, the thing is, the subject matter is when the Lord comes back, will the whole world see him when he comes back at the time of the rapture? Now, you believe in pre-trib, which... Uh, I, I don't think you believe that, then, that the whole world will see the Lord when the Lord comes back for the rapture, right? Is that right? Well, I think, uh, well, I don't know necessarily if everybody will see him, because it talks about people being uh, changed in the twinkling of an eye. 
In other words, he doesn't mm-hmm. come to earth. What happens is he comes down, right? And then the people are caught up, the believers are caught up to meet him in the air. So, uh, and so definitely uh, it's going to happen. It won't be a secret. It won't be mysterious. Everybody will know uh, that people are missing. Uh, that we do know. But it doesn't seem well, to be as dramatic as what we see in the second coming where he comes completely to the earth. Well, it looks like there's a mistake either in Matthew 24 or Mark 13. Uh-huh. Because after it says the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. Uh-huh. But you believe the rest will take place before that, and I do believe it will take place before that. Because at the end of Matthew 24, you have that. It says, um, it says, and... Let's see. And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. Mm-hmm. And then shall all the tribes of earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the in the clouds of heaven right. with power and great glory. Uh-huh. He shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet. Mm-hmm. They shall gather together his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. So you believe the church will be already in heaven. It says they're not going to bring them from earth to heaven, like Mark says it. But they're going to bring them from heaven down to earth. Well, there's something that, that we before? yeah. There's something that we never see. In Matthew, Mark, or Luke, when, uh, which are describing the second coming, we never read this in First Thessalonians 4 and 14, where it says, For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep, and that means the dead, in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent or go before them that are asleep, all right, or those who are dead. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. So that so what happens is the dead are resurrected first. They rise first. Then we which are alive, those living at that time, and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Now, what's interesting about this passage, none of the synoptics talk about it because it talks about meeting the Lord in the air. But here it doesn't say anything about him coming to the earth. So the second coming passages talk about him coming to the earth. And that's what makes the difference here. Now, those who believe in post-trib believe that both of these should be put together. And I want to tell you something, Gary, maybe they're right. But it could be that since this is called a mystery, there's no mystery about the second coming. I mean, it's clear, it comes, it's talked about in Daniel, uh, it's talked about in uh, other in Isaiah, Jesus is coming in the resurrection and all that. But this, Paul said, is a mystery. Okay, And so that is why there could be, I think that people need to be, I have no problem with post-tribbers, mid-tribbers. As long, in other words, you're orthodox as long as you know that Jesus Christ is coming back to the planet visibly and physically. Physically, as long as you know that, you're orthodox. Uh, Jesus said you don't know the day or the hour of his coming. So uh, I think, though, and I sure, I'm sure you would agree with me for this, we need to know that he could come back at any time. He says, I come as a thief in the night, so we better be careful. And I thank you for your comment. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss, and just as easy as Gary called in, you can call in as well on this particular program and talk about whatever biblically is on your mind. That is the purpose of Bible Talk. And I do want to just say, uh, give a shout out, first of all, to all the marvelous performers who performed at our spiritual warfare conference. We had dancers, 
We had singing going on with our praise team and a wonderful uh, uh, one-act play entitled For a Few Demons More. And all of you who came and enjoyed that, we appreciate it very much. We look forward to every October on the 31st celebrating what we call spiritual warfare. Not to praise the devil, but to bring down his kingdom in any way we can. So we encourage uh, your attendance to that. Number to call here, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. Here's something I'm offering you. You can call in with any question you want about the Bible, about the Word of God. That is welcome on this program. Also, I have something that I'd like for you to think about as well. Uh, So, uh, I'm going to Jeremiah right now while you plan your own questions. Or, uh, after you hear this, maybe you might want to call as we look at prophecy to some degree today um, concerning the nations. For instance, very interesting passage over in Jeremiah chapter 18, where this is what God says. And listen carefully, Jeremiah 18 and 7, where the Lord says, At what instant I shall speak concerning a nation and concerning a kingdom to pluck it up and to pull down and to destroy? If that nation, if that nation against whom I have pronounced turn from their evil, I will repent of the evil I thought to do unto them. Then verse 9, And at what instant I shall speak concerning a nation and concerning a kingdom to build and to plant up it up. Then verse 10, If they do evil in my sight, uh, that it obey not my voice, then will I, that it obey not my voice, then I will repent of the good wherewith I said I would benefit them. Look at this, verse 10 again. If they do no evil, he's talking about nations now. If they do no evil in my sight, uh, that it obey not my voice, then I will repent of the good wherewith I said I would benefit them. Now, when it says this, what Jeremiah talks about here, right? Starting at verse 7, this is Jeremiah eighteen seven. At what instance I shall speak concerning a nation and concerning a kingdom to pluck it up and to pull it down and to destroy it. If that nation against whom I have pronounced turn from their evil, I will repent of the evil that I thought to do unto them. You know, but basically, if they keep going, God is going to judge nations. What it says here also, backing this up, when we look at Proverbs chapter 14, verse 34, uh, Scripture says this. And this is something to think about, and I'm going to get you thinking about it with a question right after this verse. Where? In Proverbs chapter 14, verse 34, it says, Righteousness exalts a nation. Once again, righteousness exalts a nation. But sin is a reproach to any people. I want to know, what are the ramifications uh, from Jeremiah chapter 18 and Proverbs chapter 14, verse 34? What do these scriptures have to do with America? Is there any way that these scriptures can apply to the United States of America? If you think so, give us a call at area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. What Jeremiah tells us is that the nations of the world are in the hand of God. And he says, at what instant I shall speak concerning a nation and concerning a kingdom to pluck up and to pull down and to destroy it. If that nation against whom I have pronounced turn from their evil, I will repent of the evil I thought to do unto them. But God is poised 
for judgment. Also, over in Proverbs 14, uh, uh, in Proverbs chapter 14, uh, it says the same thing when we look at this. And in verse 34, Proverbs 14, 34, where the scripture says, Righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. What do these verses have to do with America? What do you think? Give us a call. Area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emory Moss. And any question you have about the Word of God is welcome here. As long as you call uh, and time's going by, pick up that receiver. Give us a call with any question you have about the Word of God. It is welcome here. You don't have to deal with my challenge at all. You can ask questions of your very own. All you've got to do is give us a call at area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emory Moss. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. Hello, I'm Alistair Begg, and I'll be joining the team at Salem Media Group in the summer of 2020 on a scenic cruise to Alaska. I'd like to extend a warm invitation to you to join us. I've been before, and Alaska is a spectacular place where God's design and His majesty are constantly on display. Glaciers, mountains, and untamed wildlife. If you've ever contemplated exploring this inspiring frontier, now is your opportunity, especially as we will enjoy all of these wonders from the comfort of our first-class cruise ship. The week will be filled with more than just awe-inspiring landscapes and quaint seaside ports, as Laura's story leads us in our worship and as we turn to God's Word as a compass for our time together. For more information and to book your trip today, visit faithtalkdetroit.com and search keyword Alaska. If you could ease the suffering of a persecuted Christian right now, would you? Hi, this is Daryl Wood with Faith Talk Detroit, and I know you would. Hebrews 13.3 urges us to remember those who are mistreated, noting that when the body of Christ anywhere suffers, we all suffer. These believers live where evangelism is criminalized, where churches are burned, and where Bibles are scarce. They need the hope found in God's Word, and your gift today lets them know they're remembered. For only $5, a believer like Anna in Africa will receive a Bible, be discipled in her new faith, and be trained to share Christ. $35 sends seven Bibles, $100 sends 20, and you will help us meet our goal with Bible League International of sending the hope of God's Word to 2,600 persecuted Christians. Become a Bible sender by calling 800-YES-WORD. That's 800-YES-WORD. Or give at faithtalkdetroit.com. Hi, this is Chris McCourtney, VP and General Manager here at Salem, Detroit. If you're listening to my voice right now, you're a listener to either Faith Talk Detroit or the Patriot Detroit. If you love one of these stations and you have experience in sales, we'd love to talk to you. You already understand our mission and what we do, so now maybe you'd like to join this team. If you have sales experience and understand digital marketing, we might have a job for you. Call Brad Smith, our sales manager, and give your name and number, and he'll give you the next steps. Call Brad at 248-581-1221. That's 248-581-1221. 
you want. If you love us, come join us. It could be a life-changing opportunity for you. And you'll never know unless you call. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. We just read some passages dealing with the nations. What are the ramifications you think that those passages have uh, in terms of America? What do you think? Give us a call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Now, while some of you are dealing with that, okay, trying to pull that together, let's also take a look at something else. Besides just focusing on the nations, let's look at the church, where it says in Revelation chapter 2, verse uh, 1, unto the angel of the church of Ephesus write, These things saith he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand, who walks in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. I know thy works, and thy labor, and thy patience. And how thou canst not bear them which are evil. And thou hast tested or tried them which say they are apostles and are not. And hast found them liars. Now listen. Talking about the church of Ephesus. And hast borne and hast patience for my name's sake. And hast labored and hast not fainted. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee because thou hast left thy first love. Then verse 5. Here's what I want you to focus on. Where it says in Revelation uh, chapter 2 verse 5. Remember, therefore, from whence thou art fallen, and repent, and do the first works, or else I will come unto thee quickly, and remove thy candlestick out of his place, except thou repent. Once again, and I will come unto thee quickly, and will remove thy candlestick out of his place, except thou repent. What does that mean? What happens when God removes his candlestick. What is the candlestick mean? In Revelation chapter 2, and between verses 1 and 5. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible talk with Pastor Emmy Moss, looking at what God says concerning the nations. That's number one. And then, what does he say concerning the churches? Because here we have, from Revelation chapter 1 to chapter 4, the churches being dealt with, and he talks about candlesticks being removed. What in the world is that talking about? And is that something that the church needs to be aware of today? And what does America need to look out for in terms of its future, where we know God is the one who exalts nations, He's the one who comes against nations. And definitely we can't say that God does not exercise mercy concerning the nations because over in Genesis chapter 15, we see uh, where it says, and we'll start at verse 14, Genesis 15 and 14, and also that nation whom they shall serve will I judge, and afterwards they should come out with great substance. Now he's talking about how he's going to judge the nations oppressing his people, and then they'll come out with great substance. Then it goes on at verse 15. 
And thou shalt go to thy fathers in peace. Thou shalt be buried in a good old age. But in the fourth generation they shall come hither again, for the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet full. In other words, the Amorites were going to be judged, but God would not judge them until their iniquity was full, until they got to a point to where they had to be judged by God. Remember, God exalts a nation. God humbles a nation. Where do you think America is on the judgment scale? And what does it mean when in the book of Revelation it talks about candlesticks being removed? If you have a comment or an answer to any of that, give us a call at area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Our phone lines are wide open for you, and if you have any questions of your own on any topic, you don't have to follow my script. You can follow one of your very own. All you've got to do is call at area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. And definitely, we are in the last days now. There's a lot of things that we're seeing. Uh, We see problems in our world, and not only that, but problems in our church. And definitely it's a time for us to take heed to what was said in Jude 4, which is to defend the faith that was once delivered uh, to the saints. We've got, to re- we've got to do that. It's got to be done. It's not being done today like it should be. In fact, rarely is doctrine and things of that nature being discussed in the church. Uh, and so we're going to talk about that too today. But also what's going to happen to America and what does it mean when it talks about candlestick being removed? Number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Phil, I know you were trying to get on the line. Call back. You'll be able to get through. Uh, if you call right back, you'll be able to get through. Area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. With any comments you have. On our subject, uh, dealing with the nations and also dealing uh, with uh, what we see about the candlestick uh, being removed from the church. Okay, Are our churches in trouble? I'll be talking about that also on this program. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578. All right, Phil is calling back. Thank you, Phil. Uh, and others of you, we've got open lines. All you've got to do is call and you'll be able to get through here on the Bible Talk program, where we deal with the Bible and only the Bible, my friends. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. Let's talk to uh, Phil in Detroit. Hello, Phil. Hi, Pastor. How are you tonight? Real good. Thank you for calling. Good. I um, Regarding the candlesticks, I, I think it symbolizes two things, okay, and, and maybe in a sense they're the same thing. Uh, one would be uh, the blessings of God upon the church, so that he is, he is putting his blessings, his presence inside that church. Okay. And the other component is that sort of how um, we always talk about, you know, Christ is the light. You know, the light of Christ emanating from that church 
as so as the church is that particular church is an example for others in the area. Okay. And if it doesn't repent, well, then not only does is does God intend to remove His blessings, but it'll no longer be an example church for that area. All right, it will no longer be an example church of that area. Now, I'll tell you what, I think, Phil, in your analysis, that you are getting close. The only thing I'm saying, you're like a guy who kicked the ball, the football, and it almost made it through the goal. <laughs> it's, it's good, it's close. But in other words, uh, so you're saying just the influence of that church, right? Um, it, uh, it is, I don't necessarily want to say influence, but it's, it's utility to God in spreading the word and for a, a, a beacon for those in darkness okay. to, to come to Christ. Now see, um, okay. All right. So you're saying that that's what the candlestick represents is, uh, 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 the the goodness of the church, uh, what it's doing to get people to come to Christ, and that sort of thing. Well, that's that's one of its components, and I also think it indicates that God has His presence with that church, or wishes to have His presence with that church. But if they if they're not acting in accordance with His will, then He has to remove His presence from okay. the church, and therefore remove that candlestick. Okay, all right. I think I think it's a complicated symbol. Well, okay, but there's something that's very interesting, though, okay? Is the term okay. candlestick defined in the text? Because all the things you're saying, I mean, you got me with goosebumps because it sounds so good. <laughs> it's not like anything's <laughs> wrong with it. But to ask yourself the biblical question, the hermeneutical question, is candlestick defined in the text? And therefore, you can determine whether or not your answer really meets it. I want to thank you, Phil. Good. Look back at that text and see. You might have given somebody a clue. In other words, he was saying a lot of good things. He's talking about what comes out of the church. But here's the hermeneutical question. What are candles? What are the candlesticks defined at in the scripture? Okay. What do they say? Okay. And sometimes understand, you might not be wrong, but you could be more right if you actually could give the biblical definition. Let's go to Livonia and see if Mary, same name as my wife, by the way, but that's not her, because uh, my wife doesn't live in Livonia. <laughs> but I'm going to go and talk to Mary right now. Hello, Mary. Hey, Pastor Moss. No, it's not your wife. And I, I, I got to be nice to you, though, because you've got the same name as my wife. So, hey. All right. Well, thank you for taking my call. I have a question. I'm not going to mess with that candlestick thing, right? <laughs> okay. All right. I'm, you know, I am going to leave that alone. But listen, my question is uh, from Romans, the 10th chapter, um, where, you know, where it talks about how can you hear without a preacher? Uh -huh. How can he preach except he be sent? Right. So my question is, if, do you believe that just because a person has a building and they call it a church and they pastor that it's necessarily a church of God, you know, like, if, if, you know what I'm saying, Pastor Moss? You understand my question? Yeah, I do understand what if, you're saying. Yeah, if every is every building a church, is every pastor body that goes out and says that God since called in the pastor, does that really mean that that God called in the pastor? And how will we know if, in fact, it's like a false? Somebody just went and they weren't sent. Well, what happens? Uh, uh, one way you can know is by the message that is being preached. Okay. 
It's got to be preached and it's got to be practiced. What am I talking about? Galatians chapter 1, which is very clear. Where what, uh, uh, what Paul writes is on the same subject you're giving us. Where he says at verse 6, Galatians 1 and 6, I marvel that you are so soon removed from him that called you under the grace of Christ unto another gospel, which is not another. But there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. Okay? But though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. Didn't just say it once. Then at verse 9, as we said before, so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached, received, let him be accursed. That's from the Bible. That's from the Apostle Paul himself. So everyone who is in any church needs to be there with an open Bible. And then he says at verse 10, For do I now persuade men or God, or do I seek to please men? Some people are just trying to please men. They're building churches, uh, and they're successful, they believe, because they have more people in their church than somebody else. But our job is not to please men, but to please Christ. So, and uh, the Bible tells us that some uh, uh, some churches are counterfeit, right in the Bible. So, uh, uh, the direction that you're coming at, uh, uh, what you're talking about, is really good. The Bible is really clear. For instance, can I give you another passage, Mary? Yes, sir. Over in Second Corinthians chapter 11, we see the same thing, right? The churches are going to be judged. Where? Here's what Paul writes again. This is from the Bible, not me. Second Corinthians 11 and verse 3. But I fear, least by any means, as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so your minds should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. For if he that comes, now listen to this, preaches another Jesus whom you've not preached, okay, there you go. Or if okay. you receive another spirit, which you've not received, or another gospel, which you have not accepted, which you have not accepted, you might well bear with him. Okay. So what he says is there can be a, a, a false leader. Okay. There can be a false church. Uh, just because it's a church building doesn't mean that it is a church that's been founded on the gospel of Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear about that. That's good. And then one more, since you got me preaching, Mary, you got me preaching. Uh, Let's look at one one that really slams down real hard on this. And this shows you how people can so easily be uh, deceived. In uh, Matthew, uh, and in chapter 7, look at what the Bible says. Okay, and all I'm doing is just giving you scripture here. Okay. Where... Uh, And this is the thing to to look out for, where he says in verse, uh, starting in verse 18, Matthew chapter 7, verse uh, 18, a good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. But every tree that brings forth good fruit is hewn down, I'm sorry, every tree that brings not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by their fruits you shall know them. Not done yet, though, listen, verse 21. Not everyone that says unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that does the will of my Father which is in heaven. Listen to this now, verse 22. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? In thy name have cast out demons? In thy name have done many wonderful works? And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me. You that work iniquity. So all these folks were counterfeits. 
They weren't really Christians at all, but yet they're preaching. They're saying that they're doing things in the name of Jesus Christ. But unfortunately, for some of these churches, God does not approve of homosexuality. Okay. Oh, Jesus. Right. Thank uh, you, Lord. Um, unfortunately, for some of these churches, um, God doesn't tell you that you can be a little God and you can name things and call things that are not as though they are. He doesn't say Ooh, that. Jesus. Yeah. Yes. So, yes. so therefore, to, in answer to your question, of course, they're counterfeit churches, of course. And we have to be warned because the Bible warns us about it. Right. OK, I thank you so much. You answered that question very thoroughly. You, you took me to church. Amen. All right. Thank you very much. Number to call. Area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Yes, sir. When you go to a church, when your pastor opens his Bible, you open yours. And make sure that all the preaching comes out of the Bible. If he's preaching too much and not going to scriptures, well, you know. If you, in other words, if you bring your Bible to church and you don't have to use it, when preaching is going on, there's a problem. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Let's go to Patricia in Macomb Township. Hello, Patricia. Oh, hello, Pastor Moss. You know, I, I was just listening to you, and I actually forgot I had had a, had an answer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I was, no, you were awesome, and, and it's just, it's, you're just amazing, Pastor, and I just, you know, you've been such a gift to me in my life and in uh, sharing what your God has given you as a gift of knowledge, and, and I just want to thank you for your ministry because you have taught so many people so many things, so thank you for that. Well, God bless you. Um, thank you. Thank you. Um, my 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 thing with the candlesticks, and, and I'm just taking a stab at it okay. because— you know, um, the Holy Spirit came as a tongue of fire. And, you know, when God puts his His spirit into us, um, we become Christians. And, you know, the Bible says, don't grieve the Holy Spirit, and that's like the unforgivable sin. So if God is going to remove a candlestick, I'm thinking he's removing his spirit from that church. All right, so you're saying that, if uh, the candlestick represents God removing his spirit from the church. The Holy Spirit, yeah. The Holy Spirit from that church. Okay, so that's what you're saying it is. All right. Now, let me ask you this question, Patricia. From Macomb Township. Um, yes. Is there any place where the Bible specifically directs you to take that particular approach, to say that the candlestick means the Holy Spirit is taken away? You know, if I, you know, Pastor, I would I would love to say I could reference it, and that's my biggest problem. Is I I I think I remember seeing or hearing something, but I know that at Pentecost the Holy Spirit came in and tongues of fire and flame were rested upon the disciples. And that's where I I was referencing it from. I it was a shot in the dark, so I don't know if well listen well anytime you're going into the Bible, Patricia, you're not shooting in the dark now. I'll give you that, honey. You you're reading the scriptures. <laughs> yeah. It's just a matter sometimes of us are hermeneutically pulling out the uh, uh, the answers. And I'm going to tell you this also, definitely. What you said, the answer that you said, is a part of this. See, what happens is a lot of times we're not completely wrong. We're just not saying exactly what the Bible says. And, Patricia, you know me. I'm a stickler. 
but a but a bible. And you know what? I want I, I want your brain cloned, and I want a, <laughs> I want a, I want it a part of it. <laughs> no. I want to know where things are in the Bible because that I sit in awe that you are able to draw on the scriptures and just know where to go and and I just you know that's where I want to be one day. Well, I, I'll tell you what, I can't afford to give any piece of my brain to anybody because I need every bit I got, especially when I get older. But thank you. Love you, honey. Appreciate your call. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. We'll be right back. This is Daryl Wood, host of Run to Win the Daryl Wood Show. Terrorism, economic uncertainty, nuclear instability. The United States faces these and many other global dangers nearly every day. We face even greater risks against the U.S. Constitution and the rule of law here at home. Radical socialism, illegal immigration, racial divides, social infighting, as bad actors want nothing more than to destroy our way of life. We are facing a war for America's soul, and now is the time to rise up to protect conservative ideals. Join the Patriot on Saturday, November 2nd for the War for America's Soul Tour, an event like none other. With Sean Hannity, Dr. Sebastian Gorka, and other special guests, you will be ready to give an intelligent answer to assaults from the far left. The War for America's Soul Tour is coming to Detroit on Saturday, November 2nd. Visit PatriotDetroit.com for details and to buy your tickets today. That's PatriotDetroit.com. Mike Lindell, the CEO and inventor of MyPillow, wants to give back to WLQV listeners by offering deep discounts on MyPillow products. If you go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the radio listener special, you're going to see some impressive offers. Yes, offers with an S. For starters, MyPillow has a great body pillow. It used to be $85.68. Now when you use the promo code RUNTOWIN, it's $29.99. That's 65% off. That's incredible. They have other equally impressive offers under the radio listener special go to mypillow.com that's mypillow.com to access more discounts on other fantastic products or call 800-919-5912 800-919-5912 and make your order right now and remember to use the promo code run to win at checkout for the best night's sleep in the whole wide world is mypillow.com You know, if one part of the body suffers, the Bible says, we suffer together. Hi, it's Michael with Bible League International, and we're partnering together to send the hope of God's Word to persecuted believers all over the world who are singled out, monitored, beaten, jailed, in some cases threatened with death, simply because they believe Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Arguably, this is the most important issue facing the global church. Let me give you some more perspective. By the end of the average hour-long worship service in America on a Sunday, a dozen Christians elsewhere in the world will be killed simply because of their faith. If you're persecuted like this, you need to know and savor the words of Jesus when he says, I'm with you always. Faith Talk Detroit and Bible League are partnering to send the hope of God's Word to 2,600 persecuted believers. $5 sends a Bible, $100 sends 20. Call 800-YES-WORD. 800-Y-E-S-W-O-R-D. That's 800-YES-WORD or give it faithtalkdetroit.com.
That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss, uh, was looking at the nations, and now focusing on the church. And so we're going to deal with uh, the subject of the church, go back to the nations if we get a chance, uh, asking how uh, America fares in terms of uh, what God says about him being in control of nations. But we're looking at this particular passage over in Revelation chapter 2 and verse 5, where it says, Remember, therefore, from whence thou art fallen, and repent. It says this, it's the message to Ephesus, church of Ephesus. Remember, therefore, uh, from whence thou art fallen, and repent, and do the first works, or else I will come unto thee quickly, and will remove thy candlestick out of his place, except thou repent. Well, what does that mean when it says that God says, I will remove, in fact, these are the words of Jesus Christ himself, that I will remove thy candlestick out of his place, except thou repent. What is the meaning of candlestick? Number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. With any question you have about the Word of God, it is welcome here. All you've got to do is call. It doesn't have to be on my subject. It can be off topic. It doesn't matter because we are always on topic if we're talking about the B-I-B-L-E, that is the Bible. Bible and theology, hermeneutics, church history, all those things are what this program is made of. Give us a call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Our phone lines are open. You won't have any trouble getting through if you call right now, area code 866-423-9578. And if you enjoy Bible study, you will enjoy Strictly Biblical Bible Teaching Ministries. But the name of the church, it's as good as its name, Strictly Biblical Bible Teaching Ministries. We have Monday Night Bible Study. That's at uh, uh, 7 o'clock. And we also have Bible Studies during the week. Tuesday, we have Prophecy Class. Wednesday, we have a a class on studying the Bible, actually a a hermeneutical class. And then we have, uh, uh, on that same day, uh, another class. Well, Thursday, we also have a class dealing with hard sayings of the Bible. Uh, so many, <laughs> to be honest with you, I can't even keep up with all of them. What you need to do is call area code 313-933-9270. That's area code 313-933-9270 to find out all that's happening at Strictly Biblical Bible Teaching Ministries. Call uh, between 10 and 3, and you'll get a rundown from our secretary uh, about all of the various Bible studies that are there. I encourage you to come to the Monday night Bible study every Monday night, uh, starting at 7 o'clock, immediately after the radio broadcast. Bring your Bible because you'll need it. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Let's go to Jean in Roseville. Hello, Jean. Hello, Pastor Moss. Hi, thanks for calling. You're welcome. I have a question mm-hmm. uh, with regards to 1 Corinthians eleven fourteen through 15. Okay. Is, could, could you read that for us? Yeah, please? 1 Corinthians eleven fourteen through 15. Yes. Yeah, where it says, Doth not even nature itself teach you that if a man have long hair, it is a shame unto him? But if a woman have long hair, it is a glory to her, for her hair is given her for a covering. Verse 16, okay, 
Go go ahead. I'm sorry. No, what is your is question? It, is it a sin for a man to have long hair and a woman to have short hair? All right. Here you go. This last verse may help some with the answer to this question, where it says, uh, once again, the verses that we read, and we'll put them all together. 1 Corinthians 11, verse 14, Doth not even nature itself teaches you that if a man have long hair, it is a shame unto him? But if a woman have long hair, it is to her glory, glory to her, for her hair is given her for a covering. But if any man... So it lets you know that definitely, and the Bible says the same thing as you know over in Deuteronomy 22 and 5, that men and women are to dress uh, looking differently according to their sex, all right? So definitely there should be a a, a lifestyle, especially even in terms of what you wear, that shows the difference between men and women, okay? So so that's what the Bible says. Now, if we look here, nature itself, say, says women, long hair for a covering. Uh, Therefore, men uh, should not necessarily have hair looking like a woman's. Now, the only thing that's different, remember, there was an order of leadership in the Bible, Nazarenes, of which Samson was a Nazarite. Now, one thing they couldn't do was to do what? Cut Cut their hair. hair. That's right. That was Samson's trouble because he cut his hair. Now, understand, though, this was done for religious reasons. Everyone who saw a man in in Old Testament times with long hair understood that they were under religious orders. So there were some exceptions to this. Now, and even though we know though they still had the, the hair rule for everybody else, long hair, short hair, notice what it says in verse 16. If any man seem to be contentious, we have no such custom, neither the churches of God. So in other words, what he's saying is uh, here, if, if anyone argued with this, he says, we have no such custom, neither the church of God. So in other words, this was a custom that God wanted to be honored Okay, uh, throughout, Okay, that there should be a difference between men's hair and women's hair and also men's dress and religious dress, except for some, unless it was a religious reason, like uh, what the Nazarites did. Now, but however, we know that it's customized to each and every culture. Uh, there are African cultures which do differently. In other words, uh, as long as there is a distinction being maintained, then that is what God's, God wants. Um, in fact, there are some men who wear uh, something that looks like a dress. You ever seen these bagpipers who uh, have? Yeah. Uh, now, well, that's what they, well, they're called kilts. But, you know, right. what, what does it look like to you? A skirt. A skirt. <laughs> right. But what happens is, as long as that separation is there, uh, that's what God God wants. And I don't think that there's any doubt. When you can tell when a, uh, a person is dressed uh, outside of their sexual identity, okay? Nobody has to tell you. You can kind of tell. As long as there's a distinction, which may vary from culture to culture, it satisfies the biblical requirement. Okay. All right. Thank you, Pastor Moss. Thank you. Appreciate your call. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578. We've got a full rack now. Barbara, we're about to go to to talk to you, but we're going to have to take a break, and we'll be right back. This is Jerry Boyer of Town Hall Finance for townhall.com. Recently, candidate Elizabeth Warren proposed a wealth tax, which is a tax on wealth that has already been earned, taxed, and saved. 
This sounded historically familiar to me, so I talked to my friend Amity Schles, a renowned economic historian and author of The Forgotten Man, a history of the Great Depression. She confirmed to me that under the New Deal, there were indeed several wealth taxes. The result of this general war on business and war on wealth was what she labeled, quote, the depression within the depression, that brutal period from 1937 to 1938 when unemployment still over 10 percent shot back up even higher. The anti-business attitude of the New Deal prolonged, and she said, quote, put the great in Great Depression. No doubt about it, end quote. A wealth tax? We've been there, done that, crashed the economy. This is one experiment that we'd be fools to try again. I'm Jerry Boyer. Sponsored by ADF, Alliance Defending Freedom. Hi, this is Chris McCourtney, VP and General Manager here at Salem, Detroit. If you're listening to my voice right now, you're a listener to either Faith Talk Detroit or The Patriot Detroit. If you love one of these stations and you have experience in sales, we'd love to talk to you. You already understand our mission and what we do, so now maybe you'd like to join this team. If you have sales experience and understand digital marketing, we might have a job for you. Call Brad Smith, our sales manager, and give your name and number, and he'll give you the next steps. Call Brad at 248-581-1221. That's 248-581-1221. If you love us, come join us. It could be a life-changing opportunity for you, and you'll never know unless you call. Friday on Truth For Life, Alistair Begg talks about the biblical recipe for lasting change. When mercy grabs you, when grace transforms you, when your mind is renewed and the Spirit of God is at work within you, then you will say God's way is the best way. Hear this foundational message when you listen Friday to Truth For Life with Alistair Begg. Alistair Begg, weekday mornings at 8.30 on FM 92.7 and AM 1500, Faith Talk, Detroit. Hi, I'm Alistair Begg, and I'd like to personally invite you to join me August 30th to September 6th, 2020, for a week of Christian fellowship and a newfound appreciation for God's creation. Call 855-565-5519 to join us, or visit deeperfaithcruise.com for all the details. For more information and to book your trip today, visit faithtalkdetroit.com and search keyword Alaska. All right, that number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Got three callers, going to try to get to them as quickly as we can, if we can get to all of them. Let's talk to Barbara in Sterling Heights. Hello, Pastor Moss. Hello, how are you doing? Thanks hey, for calling. Hey, I'm, yeah, thank you, thank you. This is a quick one. I okay. wonder if you'd be able to recommend a what form of Bible that you would recommend. I'm just starting to read the Bible. Well, I want to tell you, and... a number of them are out there are really good. Uh, I am a King James fan. I have no problem with it at all. Um, you could also get uh, a, an NIV, uh, which has the reading a little bit more easier than the King James uh, English, but I recommend King James. Find one that has, if you can, 
a uh, concordance in the back. It won't be extensive, but at least enough to help you find some of the ver- uh, versions. But then get yourself a, 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 a big, strong concordance so it could help you to look up verses in it. Okay. All right. Okay. Thanks for helping us all out. I really appreciate it. Well, I appreciate the call and being able to help all of you. Let's go to Jerice uh, J- in Detroit. Hello. God bless you, sir. How are you? God bless you. I'm doing great. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, I'd like to answer the question okay. um, that you're asking, and I would like to uh, get an answer. My answer is from Proverbs twenty twenty seven, where it says, The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. So I believe that uh, although he says the church, the church is comprised of people, uh, his children, so I, I, I really believe that when he says, I remove your candle uh-huh. from you, God is going to come and take his spirit out. And when you take his spirit out of the body, you know, we'll be lost. Okay, well, hold we on. Hold spirit. on. Okay, I heard your answer. Uh-huh. Now, let me t- uh, show you. Now, here's what you said. You said something. Uh, you made a theological statement. But look at how the Bible defines candlestick. In Revelation chapter 1, verse 20. Here's what it says. The mystery of the seven stars, which thou sawest in my right hand, and the seven golden candlesticks. The seven stars are the angels of the seven churches, and the seven candlesticks, which thou sawest, are the seven churches. So candlesticks, what it stands for, you can see in the text here, Revelation 1 and 20, the churches. He's calling the churches the candlesticks. So when he says right, that he would remove the candlesticks, here in verse 5, I will come unto thee quickly and remove the candlestick out of his place, what must he mean? Well, we can look at it and say... No, no, I'm saying what the scripture says. It says here, the seven candlesticks which thou sawest are the seven churches. So if if they are the seven churches and removes the candlesticks, what is he removing? He's removing the churches. The churches. Absolutely. The church. So what this means, what the candlesticks mean, that might have all those other things you say to go along with it. But the exact biblical answer, Jerese, the exact biblical answer is that the candlesticks represent the churches, that God will remove churches which uh, go afoul of teaching the truth, that get off into error, that mess up, that, you know, and that's that's what we are going to see happening as we go into the future. The real church won't exist, but counterfeit churches will be in its place. But God will remove churches who are not practicing what the Bible talks about and say they should be practicing. Okay, and, and I agree with But can I add this? Um, we know that there was uh, seven churches, right? And I might not have it exact, but most of those churches are non-existent anymore because of that prophecy, because they wouldn't repent and change. Is that correct? Well, what happens is, yeah, Ephesus was one of them. The one that was mentioned here was a church wow. that, that actually did, uh, uh, was taken away. Some of the others have existed, and but this goes for churches, period, okay, that God will remove churches. That, and which means the candlestick, it doesn't just, it's not talking about the men or the Holy Spirit. It's talking about the church as a whole. That uh, Now, there might be saved people within that church who can continue and start another ministry. But God is the one who controls the ministry. He controls the pastors. And so churches that te- yeah. uh, teach error, God can remove them. All right. Thank you. Appreciate your call. 
Okay. Uh, Yvonne, what do we got? A, a minute? Hello, Yvonne. Okay. Yes. Yes, yes, Pastor. I had thought that the lampstand or the candlestick was the pastor of the church. No, not, not, not here. But it, I'm glad to correct that for you. In Revelation <laughs> 1 and 20, it says the candlesticks are the seven churches, not the pastor. The church as a whole. Okay. The church as a whole. Yes, All ma'am. Right. Okay. That's what the Bible says, right? Bible talk, strictly biblical. That's what it's all about. Everything is based upon biblical evidence, my friend. What does the Bible say? Okay, That's where the answers come from, is the Word of God. Definitely, it's good to know uh, uh, theology and a whole bunch of stuff, but all theology is based upon what it says in Scripture, right? Everything is based on biblical evidence, biblical logic, and all I can say to you is keep reading your Bibles. And we might not know it all, but one thing we want to make sure of is that what we do know is biblical. Friends, if you enjoy this program, I encourage you to continue to support it. Uh, send that support to P.O. Box 05879. That's P.O. Box 05879, Detroit, Michigan, 48205. And make out those checks to Bible Boot Camp Ministries. We'd appreciate it very much. Look for you at our Sunday service. Also, Monday Night Bible Study. God bless you. See you next time. Sponsored by Bible Boot Camp Ministry. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.